0: Hello, hello. You've found us again on Boomerangs. This is Ruth. This is Mike. We have so many topics to go into today. We want to talk about the UN Climate Report, the Census Report, and we've each seen pieces of popular culture, I'd call them, Mm-hmm. i've watched schmigadoon and mike has watched white lotus
1: yes i call them mind-numbing television <laughs>
0: it's not mind-numbing i think it's provocative yeah well schmigadoon may not be provocative it's all there in the title I call
1: it drowning my sorrows in a 65-inch <laughs> TV.
0: it's only 65 inches my goodness i thought it was bigger than that anywho getting into the census It's not looking good for white people.
1: Well, for some white people, it's looking great because we'll have a more equitable country to live in.
0: A more equitable white plus population Yeah, that identifies as non-Hispanic white mixed race.
1: It just occurs to me, too, I still am just such a product of the white privilege background I come from because I'm seeing these other blocks of Americans as potential voters that will potentially agree with me, so I'll get my way politically. So it's like, yay, more black people, so that I'll get my way politically because they'll vote this way. And then we learned in this last election, that doesn't always happen. That doesn't always happen. Well, it
0: certainly didn't happen with the Hispanic population and especially with the Floridians that are Mm Cuban-identified. That was a huge pile of votes that Trump got. Anyway, the thing that confused me about the census is, okay, so there are these huge population growths in like Texas.
1: And in urban centers, which is good for us too. Yes, it is. Regardless of the racial makeup, just because urban and suburban voters tend to vote more progressive.
0: And where are we with suburban voters? Is there an expanse there? There was so much statistically about it that I don't recall all of the
1: elements. I don't know. I only know in broad strokes that urban areas are seeing increases and rural areas are seeing decreases. Really? I imagine suburban is part of urban.
0: One would hope. Mm-hmm. I think that 20 Republican states are redrawing their districts. Right. And Do you understand how district drawing is
1: done? Gerrymandering?
0: I, yeah. How does it yeah. work?
1: Say you have Texas and you want to split it up into separate voting precincts. So you could just lay a grid down and people would just fall into wherever they fell geographically. Or I guess you could do that, but also allow for population. You might want a bigger square up where there's only like five people living, maybe a smaller square where it's a city. But gerrymandering is when you delineate a congressional district. Right. You might shape a congressional district that looks like real long, and then it might expand up near the top, and then it might curve around, and then it might follow a river down to the right. Yeah. It looks like some kind of Miro painting or something with those weird balloony shapes. That's gerrymandering. So you do that because you know all the Republican voters are in there. Got it.
0: Because we have that here. There's one Congressional District 8 I know because I know somebody who was running to be the congressperson there. Mm -hmm. that encompasses mammoth and Joshua tree, but it's a really weird one. It goes like that. Mm-hmm. It's like shaped like oh, a figure yeah. eight. No wonder they look like something out of a mural right. painting. Yeah,
1: there was an editorial I read today. This guy said that the whole reason for all the right-wing political action that we've been seeing for the last few decades is based on this looming sense of white folks who are feared of being displaced. And that even the abortion question was brought up and championed with racial purposes.
0: I heard that old white men wanted white women to have their babies. Right. But I don't believe that's it. I I don't think that they think that far ahead. I think they just don't want women to have sex, and that's pretty much the end of it. Right,
1: or both things can be true of one person, because they they fit together. Anyway, I think it's great. I'm hoping that there's enough of a shift in populations and voting blocks and what have you that maybe will offset some of the shenanigans that the Republicans are going to do in some of these states.
0: I don't think we have as many any states to redraw as the republicans do the republicans have like twice as many oh yes. Yeah. and what i've heard also this is sort of a not much of a segue but that biden has promoted this and some democrats have promoted the idea that you know if we get out the vote we can overcome all of these voting suppression measures that have gone on yeah, in various every states district
1: has been drawn no you can't you can't yeah. getting
0: out the vote will not overcome yeah. people being put in place who are republicans Republican... Poll watchers? Not poll watchers, but someone who, say, takes Ratzenberger out of georgia he was the one who stood up to trump and said no i'm not going to redo the count i've done it twice and that's it he now can be replaced by someone who is an operative of the republican party right so nothing can overcome that just
1: blatant corruption it's bald-faced corruption right and the supreme court won't probably step in because they're all anti-voting anyway from roberts on down all the conservatives on the court they don't like democracy they don't like one person one vote just keeps, keeps going. going. Yeah. yeah, which
0: leads us right into our discussion of climate change. Yeah, here we are. The news was not good. Mm-mm. I don't know anybody who would expect the news to be good. Why would we be optimistic about it? We're clearly not going in the right direction.
1: And it's too late. That's what was pretty damning about that report. It's too late to fix it. So what do we do? Wring our hands and keep doing what we've always done. We... We're, we're being in denial we're, uh-huh, we're in denial and we're addicted to a lifestyle that kills the planet
0: biden's proposal for infrastructure has climate change abatement projects incentives, in it yeah. incentives but india is not doing anything right china's not doing anything right. although they said they were going to when we dropped out of the paris climate change accords but they're doing nothing so if we can't influence them and they're the biggest polluters other than us I know that this is wishful thinking, but I do put my faith in technology to take the carbon out of the air. I think there has got to be a technological fix for this. And I'm not the only one who said that. I've Mm -hmm. heard other people talk about it. Now, no one knows what that is. Mm -hmm. Vacuum cleaners, planting more trees. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Let's plant a lot more trees. One of the scary things is that there's a dictator in Brazil who really does not care about the the, deforestation. Yeah, the deforestation in the Amazon. But it's called the lungs of the earth. Mm -hmm. That's how big it is. Yeah. And he's just raped that land. And it needs to be replanted. One of the things I don't understand is, since vegetation and CO2 exchange with oxygen is one of the things that is the main purpose of photosynthesis, Photosynthesis, why aren't we planting more plants? Mm -hmm. That seems like an easy thing to do.
1: I don't know. It's probably too late and too little. Maybe, but... But what was scary about this report was they said, look, there's going to be something like 1.5 degrees centigrade increase in average temperature has already happened, and it's in place, and it's irreversible. So we will not be going back... To the kind of planet that you and I grew up in. Or the boundaries of land masses will have changed as well. And places that are... Well, Miami. or earth are, will be underwater. Yes. And, yeah, Miami, Houston, all these places. But it just astounds me how immobilized I am and we are as a culture and as a nation. I mean, we hear this, and I'm like Stephanie Miller. I'm a childless loser. So I don't have to worry about my <laughs> progeny suffering, but it doesn't look good. And it also said that things are going to happen faster than we had hoped. Yes, you know? they are. And that it, it's they not are. too late for some mitigation to take place, but it's just mitigation of a very bad trend of increase in, in average annual temperatures.
0: Well, the reason it's so stultifying, I think, is because the answer to it is not the individual. It is policies. Right. Policies, or lack of them, right. got us into this. Right. And policy is the only thing that can get us out of it. And having the fuel industry and all of our
1: legislation yes yeah that's
0: that's That's really what the problem is and plastics and all the stuff that we've talked about that is something that we can't mitigate individually on a per person basis Mm -hmm. we can't do that
1: it's ironic that we're having debates around the country and the world about covid vaccine mandates and people are up in arms about that But we're not having any debates about don't use your car mandates or don't buy a gas engine car mandate or no more plastic containers in supermarkets mandate. Nobody's talking about those mandates. I'm going to have to make calls because who's my guy? Brad Sherman, a reliable liberal congressman. But I don't see any legislation for banning plastics or banning gas engines. I get it. I get it we're just recipients of bad policy and there's not much we can do as individuals but um, but there are things that, that we can change. do
0: I think that there are things that we can do as groups of individuals yeah. I told you I was part of a postcard writing effort and uh, I'm sorry it wasn't postcards that was for the recall mm-hmm. <laughs> I was part of was a Zoom group that linked us into this very young and very motivated group mm-hmm. of people who write letters and oh, they yeah. they target the wording and put it in your own words, mm-hmm. but they you get on a Zoom with them, mm-hmm. you type your letter and they send it off. And mm-hmm. they want actual letters. They don't want emails because they think that letters are, are letters actual or 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 types. But letters
1: in snail mail.
0: Yes, um, speak more loudly than email because email is so easy to do and it's yeah. easy to do it on a. It's easy and- to overlook it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't I know it? I- <laughs> <laughs> Talk to my coworkers and they'll tell you. Why didn't you answer my email?
0: There's also phone calls, which mm-hmm. are recorded and I think oh, important. Right. right. So I do make my phone calls to Diane Feinstein and Alex Padilla is new at this, but mm-hmm. he seems to be motivated.
1: Yeah. It's just so funny to be in a burning building and everybody's just carrying on as though everything's okay.
0: I think it's so overwhelming. Recognizing that there is something down the road unless it's unless they're being shaken by something, I just don't think that they're gonna be motivated to mm-hmm. act on it. Mm-hmm. We wanted to touch on the Taliban. Oh yes, And Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Shit show. Okay, on to the next subject. <laughs> now
1: we covered that. <laughs> it's just such an obvious, horrible failure of some strategy that I can't imagine he expected this to happen, or any anyone did. Apparently, I mean, there were no warnings. I think the generals did. The yeah. generals expected it. Yes. I heard a really interesting you know, post-mortem by one of the analysts on Morning Edition today who said that we, our military, tried to prepare the Afghan military to handle this. But it reminded me of what we learned about Vietnam, Vietnam. how there, yeah. you know we couldn't fight guerrilla warfare because no. we were using an outmoded, hyper-technical way of fighting war. In a jungle, yeah. which we didn't understand. Yeah. And this guy said, if we had worked with the Afghan resistance to find and develop and become expert in these similar tactics that the Taliban were using, which apparently are a little more underground and more, less obvious. And then we might've had some success, but he said, we tried to create a mini me army in afghanistan and it wasn't up to resisting the taliban's power
0: i think there were so many levels of incompetence when it came to the afghan army it Mm. it wasn't funded correctly so people didn't get paid for weeks Mm. or months and then they would just desert right and there wasn't a feeling of will Mm -hmm. you know the will of the afghan military was very loose right and The will of the Taliban...
1: They're laser-focused. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And it is strange to think about men with old rifles. I mean, they simply walked into these cities and the army fled. Right. Or they right. converted and went to, to the Taliban.
1: Right. That's something I saw today, too, is they did, the Taliban did a lot of community work to lay the groundwork for this. Yes. They knew eventually we would leave, and so they made agreements with some of the local leaders to huh. surrender. So they, they were obviously very smart and very strategic. Yeah. It's so weird, too. 20 years we were there, or more 20 20 years creating a sort of a fake peace in a country in a civil war and we didn't accomplish too much well I, I mean we did in the sense i guess that maybe we prevented what's happening now from happening
0: we put place markers in it what we did was since al-qaeda was the mechanism for 9-11 hmm. what we didn't do was go into saudi arabia right and follow through in finding the people who actually did, did 9-11. Did 9/11. Mm-hmm. What we did was we went to Afghanistan, mm-hmm. who had been protected by the Taliban, mm-hmm. and then tried to dismantle al-Qaeda from From there, and and Osama bin Laden was the head of Al-Qaeda, but he was a Saudi. Mm -hmm. So they were living in Afghanistan, but they had other ties. Right. And the fact is, the Taliban, it's like they made the trains run on time. Mm -hmm. They got into communities, and that's how they got a toehold in the first place, was they solved problems for people because the government was non-functional. The government has had no real authority for Mm -hmm. decades and decades and decades because of the wars and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. So in the 1990s, the Taliban was successful in creating relationships with what are called not townships, but provinces or provincial governments or something. That's what it is, but that's not what it's called. But they have this... Fierce belief in their form of Sharia law Mm -hmm. and that Sharia law has to do with women not being seen not being allowed out of their house unless they are escorted by a male relative not being able to work not being able to be educated to me that's the tragedy of Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. We haven't even officially pulled out completely.
1: Right, right.
0: So we're still running around trying to get the Americans out of the embassy and right. all of that. And, and hopefully the Afghans who worked for the government for those many years as right. translators and people who worked for the embassy.
1: Well, someone's got to say something tomorrow. Don't you think Biden has to come on TV and talk? Somebody has to say He's something. He's already said
0: that he doesn't regret his decision. He said that on Thursday and, and Friday. He blamed
1: part of it on Trump earlier. Which was really lame, in my opinion. Well, it
0: it was Trump who decided to pull out. What Trump did that was stupid was he had in Doha, where people were meeting, they had american negotiators meeting with the taliban and the afghan government wasn't part of those meetings wow so the way it was left it was like oh when the americans pulled out of those discussions no way were they going to listen to the afghan government they didn't give a shit about the afghan government. they don't care about any other government they just don't they don't care about getting money Mm-hmm. From the international community, they don't care about anything. What they care about is creating Sharia law, right. and that's it, and amassing power. And so they're, a, I, I think, a really vicious and difficult enemy to conquer. They're like weeds. They mm-hmm. just come back and take over. Right. But it is very tragic what's going to happen. Um, I guess from there, we should go on to our popular culture. Mm. I have to talk about Schmigadoon. I just have to talk about it because it's so enjoyable. I didn't want to watch it because I thought it was going to be about corn pudding, (laughs) you know, which is one of the main songs that they sing, I think in the first or second episode. And
1: it's about demonstrating true love, right? Isn't that the only way they can finding get free? finding true love. Yeah.
0: And it's about a mature couple. They're both doctors. Cicely Strong plays a woman, and she seems to be a lot more invested in the relationship. Keegan-Michael Key is the man. His name is Josh, and her name is Melissa. And she really wants the relationship to work. And as far as he's concerned, why do we have to work at it? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And they go on this retreat mm-hmm. and discover Shmigadoon, but then they can't it out. The thing that makes it work, at least in the episodes that I've seen, is that Keegan-Michael Key just does not want to have anything to do with this he does not want to be in a musical he's
1: not a musical theater person (laughs) no
0: (laughs) it's musicals and every time something comes up he'll go oh my god they're gonna sing now no please please anything I'll give you anything (laughs) please don't sing and she loves musicals Uh so she's kind of enraptured but then they realize that they're stuck there and it's not it's not you know Colonial Williamsburg or Disneyland it's really like yeah they are in the Twilight Zone and the I mean the cast is amazing alan cummings plays the mayor oh really yes wow. and for the first time that i've ever liked her kristen chenoweth is oh, yeah. the bitchy bible lady oh my god who steps on everybody's fun oh no and she's actually good
1: yeah I bet.
0: martin short plays a leprechaun oh and
1: my god i didn't know it had such a cast of it has stars oh it does it's oh. really
0: incredible and the young talent is great too I just loved it. I ate it up with a spoon, and I hadn't been thinking about watching it because I listened to the Slate Culture podcast, and they kind of dumped all over it. Oh yeah, and didn't seem to like it. And then I heard Terry Gross interviewing Cicely Strong, right? And Terry Gross was so enchanted by it that I thought she does, she does. So I thought I've got to give it a try. I've just, I you know, I've got to. I've got Apple TV now, I've got to give it a try. And I'm
1: so glad that I did, it's delightful. I think what didn't draw me in was a preconception I had that it was about the dopiness of musicals. And I really love musicals, but some of them are dopey. I mean, I've been watching a lot of reruns on YouTube of productions of Hello Dolly lately. There's a lot in that that is, I mean, it is based on a Thornton Wilder play, and so it's got a spine of a story. But a lot of the numbers are so fluffy. And so I guess that's yeah. part of what musicals can be mocked for, and rightly so. And I'm thinking of Letterman also, who used to comment about the almost psychotic joy of people in musicals on oh. stage, you know, that everyone's <laughs> just got a smile, like they're about to explode with joy. And for oh. someone like Letterman, it was like off-putting. Well, Putting, this has that. Not pudding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this has that.
1: Yeah. This is... But I mean, it's, it's okay. It's okay if they want to make fun of that, as long as they don't fuck with Sondheim no there's no Sondheim there's
0: no riff of Sondheim okay. illness, which was the only reason that I thought maybe you wouldn't enjoy it I oh, mean no. it's, it's got elements of Oklahoma it's yeah. got elements of the music man yeah. in it and they rip no, it off it sounds fun it's
1: and I have to say I've always loved townspeople numbers in musicals They've oh my god my then you will
0: go for this like nobody's all business good mus-
1: most all good musicals well maybe pre-1975 or so have an opening number with the townspeople yes and you never get to know any of their names but they come together and they they sing about who they are
0: yeah they identify Place. the mailman pete
1: yeah oh, okay so pete has a
0: name right. but i don't think any of the other people have names yeah. they're just the chorus
1: yeah and that sounds um, I, it sounds fun it is I really fun when i
0: I, I loved it and it's ironic there's a place for irony in this that isn't cynical
1: okay it's a series right yes is it finite or is it possibly going to continue on i think it's going to continue on i hope it does
0: the production is amazing and barry sonnenfeld who did the adams family
1: oh yeah
0: he directed it and it's beautifully directed a lot of money was spent on this it's through apple tv but it's lauren michaels oh right So I don't know what their relationship is. It's Mm -hmm. not Peacock, so I don't know. I I know that he has some kind of standing NBC deal. And there's someone else from Saturday Night Live in the series, too, and I can't remember who that is. Mm. But it's joyful, but there are real moments, and it stems from a real dilemma that these people are having. Right, right. And that's what grounds it. Yes, and there's real emotion behind Mm -hmm. it, even if it's exaggerated. Mm -hmm. I do recommend it.
1: But I don't have Apple TV. So I'll have to wait till it it's gets... It's only 4
0: 99 a month. I have Netflix, HBO, mm-hmm. and Apple TV. And I have Amazon Prime because I have
1: Amazon Prime. <laughs> So, did you want to talk about White Lotus? White Lotus Lotus is on HBO Max. Series. I gave it a shot. It's not something I would normally be drawn to. Like the tropics and vacation and Hawaii and rich rich white people on vacation. I thought it would probably be soap opera-ish. But it's not. First of all, it's got Jennifer Coolidge in it. And I've seen her in other things, but I never even knew her name. I had to look up her name know who she was. Now I'm becoming kind of aware of her as an actress. But God damn, she plays the Coolest character, and she plays her so fully. People who really know how to act, they don't seem like they're acting. Yeah, they just are there. You just
0: in think that's the, that the way she is. That's and just she is who a... she is.
1: Yeah, she's just that way. And all the characters are self-indulgent and affluent and self-absorbed. But I mean, it's not really a comedy per se.
0: And there's like a family drama, but it's kind mm-hmm. of a comedy.
1: Yeah, I think that is part of why I'm so into it. Is you can't pigeonhole it as a comedy, a yeah. drama, a, you know, a romantic story, a political story, a thriller, a crime thriller. There's a hint in the very beginning that some crime has happened. But then we step back in time to see how it all unfolded, and we don't know how that's going to work out.
0: No, Um, no. And it seems that the strange thing is that at the beginning, you see these people arrive, and they get to their very luxurious rooms, mm -hmm. and they clearly are all moneyed, except for the friend of one of the girls in a family. And it doesn't seem like anything could possibly happen.
1: And it doesn't seem like... awry. Right. It doesn't seem like it could be an interesting story. Story.
0: No, but as it goes on and mm-hmm. on, you see that there's more conflict and more yeah. you know, possibility of something really screwing up.
1: Yeah, yeah. But the more I think about it, the more I'm enjoying it, because it's like how great to take a very serious topic and deal with it with these complex characters who there's a lot to hate about all of the characters, or most all of them. There's a lot not to like about them as people, but they've woven these characters and this story together in such a way that you're dealing with very deep, serious social issues in a way that's not at all the way you would expect those issues to be presented the thing that is
0: so compelling about it is the performances. Yeah. That the actors are so good at what they're doing. They are. I have to give a special shout out to Molly Shannon as oh, the mother. Yes. She was amazing.
1: She was good. She was really good. She surpassed good. her usual stickiness. So
0: she generally plays people who are a little baffled. Right. And who are a little, a little just lost. out of their element. Yeah. 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 And in this one, She was anything but. I thought she just tore a piece out of this role and just chomped on it. That's Um, good. There
1: were six episodes so far. I'm looking forward to more.
0: They're really planning on another season. I guess so. I hope so. Yeah. Well, it is time for us to say goodbye to our boomer Oh, Bye, boomers. We will see you in a week and stay safe out there. So long. Bye-bye. Bye.